Welcome to On The Brain. Do you have an older relative who is unsteady on their feet? Well, a solution to this problem might be on the horizon. Today, we speak to Jordan King, a PhD student at UCalgary who is trying to develop a way to correct balance as we age. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you. Hello, I'm Jordan for, yeah, for everyone. <laughs> First of all, what is the vestibular system? Well, the vestibular system is a sensory organ found in the inner ear, and it provides linear and rotational information of your head movement to your brain so you can better know what your head's doing. So if I have this correct, then your ear and the organs within your ear provide information to your brain so that you can move properly and balance. Yeah, exactly. So is that the reason why I can close my eyes and stand on one foot without falling over? Uh, yeah, that would actually be most of the reason. So your posture and standing balance is made up of three different systems. You have your proprioceptive, which is within your muscles to know kind of what your body's doing. You have your visual, which is your eyes. And then your last is your vestibular system. So without any visual input and standing on one foot, you'd be using proprioceptive and vestibular uh, to help keep upright for that. Okay. So right now I feel like I can do that pretty well. Yeah. I can balance on one foot, but I'm also relatively, relatively young. So you were mentioning that as you get older, then problems start to arise. Could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah. So around age 40 is when the vestibular system starts to decline. Um, within the vestibular system, you have little hair cells and different types of hair cells. And as you age, those hair cells start to degenerate and start to lose function. And then this decreases the signaling from your vestibular system to your central nervous system and can impair your balance. Okay. Does this happen in everybody? You do find degeneration to the system in everybody. I'm sure some people may degenerate or their system may degenerate a little bit slower, but on average is around age 40. And then once you get into like 60s, 80s, that's when you can really see some different, um, some balance issues. Okay. And so how do you actually measure how good somebody's balance is and um, how well their vestibular system is functioning? Yeah. So we have multiple different tests that we do to kind of measure how someone's uh, measure their standing balance. So um, one way is to just be standing on the floor with your eyes open, eyes closed, and then we typically have a head accelerometer on. So we either have a little sensor that we can place behind their ear or kind of like a helmet that you would wear. And then any movement with the head will get picked up with that. And then we also get our participants to stand on a force plate as well so we can measure the forces um, within their feet. So can you tell me more about this force plate? What does it specifically tell you? Yeah, so the force plate is kind of just like a little board on the floor or a plate, you can say. And when you're standing on it, um, it will tell you all the forces that are um, being applied onto it. So you can see forces in the X, Y, and Z direction. And then it can also be used to calculate different moments or rotational torques for um, the different forces that are happening. Okay, so you get a very detailed picture about what somebody's body is doing on this plate. Yeah. So could you tell me a bit more about the other problems that you might experience if you have um, imperfect balance? Yeah, so with, um, especially with vestibular damage or loss of vestibular function, you can kind of see that 
uh, people either kind of have some vertigo, uh, so where they feel like the room is spinning even though nothing's happening. Um, so vertigo, dizziness is another big one just because some of the, the, signaling, the signals that they're receiving is different than what they're perceiving. So it just kind of makes things a little bit more difficult. And then those two together just make the balance a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you use that for your research? Well, to begin with, we use force play and hexcelerometers uh, paired with EVS, or also known as electrical vestibular stimulation. So we use um, different amplitudes of the EVS, and we apply the current through a four bipolar um, setup. So we have two electrodes placed behind the ears on the massoid process, and then two electrodes placed on the um, on somebody's neck. We try to find when their sway matches up with the signal that we're sending. So that's how we use the force plate with a head accelerometer for that. All right. Makes sense. So with this electrical stimulation, um, are you trying to correct some deficit in your patients or what are you trying to do there? Yeah. So we're trying to kind of restore balance. So there's been many studies looking at electrical vestibular stimulation um, in older healthy adults and uh, patients with Parkinson's disease or with uh, people who have suffered strokes. And then they have used that to see if that can improve balance over time. Uh, there isn't a lot of information out there based on like what the frequency or like how often people should be getting the stimulation for or how, how long, how many times per week, um, the frequency range that they're using, the intensity for it. So we're trying to kind of answer that right now with the study that I'm doing. All right. And what's it looking like? How often do patients have to get this stimulation in order to correct their balance? So we are seeing, uh, so right now for my study, we have three sessions a week for six weeks. And then in that time, they'll come in, do some balance testing, and then they'll do the electrical vestibular stimulation for about 20 minutes, not for about, for exactly 20 minutes. And we use 0.35 milliamps for the intensity. And then we do that three times a week for six weeks. We find that we have, um, we find improvements in people's balance and we're measuring balance by looking at how much they're swaying. So we're kind of defining better balance as less swaying. So as the weeks go on, we see that their sway decreases and it kind of plateaus around week four. And then we have follow-ups for three weeks, six weeks after the stimulation, and then three and six months after as well. We haven't collected any of the six-month follow-ups yet, but we have seen the effects persisting to the three months. That's very impressive. Yeah. So you could get some stimulation for a period of several weeks and then uh, not get the stimulation for a while, and the effects would last? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're kind of finding so far. We need to still collect some more participants and uh, finish the testing for all of our participants that we currently have, but that's the way the data is looking so far. That's very cool. Yeah. It'd be amazing if you could just do a few sessions and then just have yourself, quote-unquote, fixed for a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any patient feedback? about the positive effects of this? Yeah, we've we've had um, quite a few participants that are like very, very excited that their balance is a bit better. We had one participant who was relying on either a walker or a cane, and she 
after the six weeks, no longer uses the walker. That isn't fully to do with our study, but I think that the study has given her some more confidence towards her standing balance. And that with pushing herself a little bit has been able to wean off using a walker now, which has been absolutely incredible to hear about. Also, there, she was someone who had falls probably about once a week all the time, and she said that she hasn't had a fall since the second week of her study. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Where do you envision your research ending up? Do you think that patients would be able to go into their local doctor and get this treatment done and be able to help them that way? Yeah, so um, my study is being funded by a company company's name is Nursantis, and together with that company, they've also provided the sensors that we're using for the um, accelerometer to measure their standing balance. Uh, we are able to pair the sensors with our phone in order to complete all the balance testing. So you can just do it very conveniently if you have a phone and the sensor. And the goal is to develop a wearable device that can do all the standing and walking balance tests as well as deliver the electrical stimulus. So uh, we are kind of in a kind of a preclinical trial, trying to see if this actually works to try to get FDA approval to start real clinical trials and get this study replicated at different universities to make sure that it's actually working. But we're kind of hoping that we're able to develop this wearable device and people that are age 40 plus would be able to wear it, be able to do the balance testing themselves or be able to be prescribed this from a physician or a physiotherapist to be able to measure their standing balance. And if it's looking bad or if it falls below a certain threshold, then they can prescribe the EVS again. So how do you think that this device is actually working to improve balance? So the actual mechanism is not fully understood yet. And we're trying to hopefully get a better picture with the study that I've done. But there have been anatomical studies looking at hair cells within the vestibular system of, of people ranging from age zero all the way to about 97 or 100. And what they found is that there's premature hair cell bundles within the vestibular system that is present even in older adults. So we believe that by stimulating the... Um, the vestibular nerve or the vestibulococcular nerve that we're able to kind of rejuvenate or kind of spark those connections again and help increase the signaling back to the central nervous system. Okay, very cool. And what do you mean by premature hair cell bundles? So the premature hair cells, um, those are just hair cells that haven't fully developed yet. They're just in there and kind of their baby stage ready to be like woken up. Okay, so you think you're waking them up then? Yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. So I want to ask you about what it's been like working with a company as a grad student. It's been, it's been very cool, I have to say. I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity to work on my research as well as kind of see what it would look like or this kind of work would look like from the industry. So I have meetings every once in a while with the CEO and the chief science officer, which is also my supervisor. And then we get to go over the data, make sure everything's looking good. If we're having issues with any of the app stuff, I'm able to troubleshoot it by contacting the proper people to get things done myself. So I don't have to always be relying on my supervisor to kind of hold my hand through everything. But it's kind of a good look into the future. It's very cool. 
A huge thank you to Jordan for joining us to share his research and experiences. Bye for now.